Welcome back to the 20th and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports. As always, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your host, Cade Walker, and uh, I want to talk about a couple different things today. So the first of which is just kind of a recap of uh, of the week, uh, just how the Rockies did this weekend, their doubleheader. And, um, and then in the last segment, I want to talk about uh, Lucas Gilbert a little bit. Um, I have a little bit of experience... Uh, with with Lucas, um, and specifically the school that he went to, Legacy High School. So I'm, I'm going to talk about that a little bit in that last segment as well. Um, so to start off, I just want to mention that this week uh, was a bit of a rough one for the Rockies. They dropped to four and twelve on the season. That is good for dead last in. Uh, Major League Baseball with a winning percentage of 250. That means they're on pace for you know, 40, 40 to 1 wins. Um, that's not ideal at all, obviously. I mean, it's ideal if they're chasing the, the number one pick, if they're completely tanking, but I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if uh, the Rockies would be intentionally tanking um, because, you know, you see, you see the, the statements from the front office and they fully expect it to be competitive this season. So I'm not, not sure if tanking is their goal, but if it is, they're, they're doing it quite successfully. Because the team is not not good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this weekend they played a doubleheader against the Mets. I believe DeGrom pitched the first game and he struck out 14 Rockies. Or struck out the Rockies 14 different times. I don't think 14 Rockies hit. But uh, Raimel Tapia had a nice home run uh, near the end of the game. Not necessarily a, a bomb, but I mean, he, he hit it. And... Uh, yeah, uh, otherwise DeGrom dominated the Rockies in that, that first game of the doubleheader. The second game, uh, Stroman pitched, and Stroman had a really, really nice uh, play, I believe everyone everyone should have seen that, right? He had that uh, behind-the-back stop and then was throwing it to first base as he was backing up, and he just kind of spiked it, and it rolled to first, and it got Josh Fuentes. Um, yeah, so, I mean... The Rockies are struggling on all fronts. Uh, their starting pitching has been not horrible. It's been bad, but it hasn't been completely completely miserable. I mean, you have guys like John Gray who has been pitching really well. Um, I mean, his ERA is 2.87. His war is 0.4, which is really good um, for a short season like this, only through three starts. Uh, his fielding independent pitching is 3.36. So I mean, it's not like he has a like he's performing like in an outlier uh, way. I mean, that's that's a decent disparity. So yeah, John Gray has been doing well. Herman Marquez has been doing okay. Three fifty seven ERA. His FIP is a little higher, about four point seven eight, but that's still not miserable. That's not that bad. Uh, I wish I wish Daniel Bard has been doing or could have been doing better. He's thrown uh, just under seven innings has an ERA of 4.05. So, I mean, he's not he's not doing the greatest. I think he gave up the lead the other night. To be fair, there's not really a better option in the bullpen, so he kind of has has to shoulder a bigger burden. He has to expect to be perfect every time, which I mean, it's not not what you kind of expect out of a reliever unless they're like incredibly dominant like like a prime Craig Kimbrell. But I'm not even sure how many of those uh, there are left in Major League Baseball, except maybe like Josh Hader or Liam Hendricks or something like that. So, I mean, for what Daniel Bard is, 
he has been doing a good job, and he's been doing a good job since last season. So I expected more from Yenti Almonte. He's kind of been disappointing this season. Uh, that's one of the relievers that I, I trust in the most, I think, or at least thought um, could be the most effective. So he hasn't been that so far this season. But again, short season. Uh, only seven seven innings uh, into this season for Yenti, so I'm sure he'll he'll come back down to earth. Uh, overall, I mean, the roster, it's kind of bleak. Uh, you look at the numbers, right? And Ryan McMahon is very clearly, very clearly leading the team in uh, wins above replacement. 0.6 through 16 games. 61 plate appearances for him. He's second. Second in the league in home runs with six. Uh, tied for second with a bunch of other guys. Acuna's first. Uh, with seven. So he's doing really well. He cut down on his strikeout percentage, so it's down to 19.7, which is a, a good number for him. Uh, his his slugging is like 633, which is very, very solid for him. I mean, his, his total OPS is over 1,000. I think the adjusted numbers have punished him a little bit, uh, obviously because he plays at Coors, right? So his WRC plus is 128, which is really good, but I mean, if you read it as it is, that means essentially that he's only been about 28% better than league average, which I think he's been quite a bit better than that. He's he's a good baseball player, and he is um, he has hit really, really well, and he's played good defense, and if he continues this trend, he might, he might mess around and make an all-star team if he plays like this, right? Six home runs for 16 games, like that's... That's fantastic. Very, very good for him. Uh, second place on the Rockies in wins above replacement. This is an indicator of how bleak the Rockies roster is as a whole. There, first of all, there's only four Rockies with positive wins above replacement. And one of them is Chris Owings in second place with 17 total plate appearances, and he's been hurt. And if you understand wins above replacement, you, you understand that it fluctuates a little bit in increments like 0.1, 0.2, just to... And sometimes if a player gets really hot, it fluctuates a little bit too high, and then it kind of comes back down to earth. It is a cumulative statistic. It's not a rate statistic. But um, since since the adjustments are made at basically a 0.1 level, uh, you, you can see it fluctuate a little bit if a player gets hot. And, and cold and I think Owings started off the year extremely hot and he hasn't played so he's been stuck at 0.5 wins above replacement I think once he comes back that's also going to crash with that in mind um, positive offensive war number 3 Dom Nunez he's only played in 9 games he's had 30 played appearances 3 home runs I mean 97 WRC plus so he's he's been hitting well uh, I mean not well but i mean i think wrc plus i've talked about this a million times on this podcast wrc plus unfairly uh unfairly is weighted against colorado rockies and i think dom Nunez is a little bit of a victim that year but again his w his uh weighted on base average is not terribly impressive at 337 but um he's in the positive and wins above replacement that's a good thing so i'm sure his he's going to see more playing time so this is this third guy, 
uh, sorry, fourth guy that is positive and wins above offensive replacement is a bit surprising to me, but also it gives you an idea. Like, you know, you heard me just mention how wins above replacement fluctuates in small increments depending on um, sample sizes and, and how hot a player is. This guy in fourth only has six plate appearances on the season, and he's positive and wins above replacement. The last guy positive and wins above replacement um, after McMahon, Owings, and Nunez. John Gray. Yeah. John Gray is the fourth best hitter on the Rockies per wins above replacement this season. He's tied with Chichi Gonzalez and WRC+. Um, he has a better WRC plus this season than Trevor Story, than Ryan Tapia. Sorry, tied with Tapia. Then C.J. Crone, Josh Fuentes, Sam Hilliard, Charlie Blackman, Garrett Hampson. So most of the Rockies have a worse WRC plus than John Gray at 71. That's not good. So first of all, this illustrates how war fluctuates just based on one to two game sample sizes. So in a short season, you don't have to place too much weight on wins above replacement. I think you could start to place it. It stabilizes closer to closer to the all-star break, I think, but probably a little bit earlier than that. Um, but second of all, this, this indicates how bleak, how poor, how shallow this roster is. There's two above-average hitters overall on this team, and that's Ryan McMahon and Trevor Story. I'm not counting Chris Owings. I'm not sure if I'm counting Charlie Blackman based off of, you know, how he how he is aging so far. So I'm still the jury's still out on him. I think I think Garrett Hampson has bought himself a little bit of leeway, but he still hasn't been great either. So the only two hitters that I can say for sure are above average on the Colorado Rockies are Trevor Story and Ryan McMahon. Trevor Story's had some bad luck, man. Um, he's sitting at zero war with a 66 WRC+, plus, which is really, really bad. But he hasn't been that bad. So he has that W, uh, sorry, weighted on base average of 287. That'd be, like, decent for a batting average. For weighted on base average, that's not good. You want your weighted on base average to be uh, mid to high threes, if not if not higher than that. Um, the current leaders are somewhere in the mid to high 400s. So I think Trevor Story has been much better than that. You see that weighted on base average, right? His expected weighted on base average is actually much better than that. It's in the 76th percentile, and it is 383. Like I said, that's where you want to be in that mid uh, that mid to upper threes, and that's that's excellent for him you know that's it's both excellent and also not good at the same time because first of all this indicates that Trevor Story isn't really doing anything wrong he's not in a slump he's been getting unlucky Uh, he's still been playing great defense outs above average in the 70th percentile still super fast 79th percentile in sprint speed his expected weighted on base average again 76th percentile 383 that should continue to rise. And expected weighted on base average um, really does stabilize over a, a long period of time with actual weighted on base average. 
there are players who get outlier seasons that are super lucky and super unlucky. But you're not going to see a 100-point gap over the sample size of a full season. So, unfortunately, the numbers don't make him look great, which potentially could tank his trade value a little bit. But I'm sure by the deadline, which it looks like that's when the Rockies are going to deal him, even though they should have dealt him in the offseason when his value was highest, by the time the trade deadline comes around, these numbers should stabilize and he should look like a top 10 player in the National League. Maybe a top 10 player in the league, depending on how well these numbers do stabilize. So moving past that, I want to talk about the sponsor for today's episode. Masvidal and Usman put on a show last time they stepped into the octagon. So round two is sure to pack a punch. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight. With 26-1 to 1 odds on either title contender to reign victorious. Pick either main event fighter to win during this weekend's UFC 261 title fight and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 26-1 to 1 odds. Bet $5 on either fighter to win. If they walk out with that belt, you will cash $130 in free bets. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry, if MMA isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to turn $5 into $130 in free bets if the title contender of your choice wins. Place your bets and watch the fist fly. This weekend, that's code MHS to turn $5 into $130 in free bets if the fighter of your choice takes on the crown. For limited time, only DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only, New customers only restriction, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for detailed gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, in this last segment, I want to talk about uh, Rockies pitcher, 27th man for the Colorado Rockies, Lucas Gilbreth. For Saturday's doubleheader against the Mets, Lucas Gilbreth was called up to be the 27th man. And... You know, that was exciting for me because I I went to Legacy High School my first two years of high school, uh, my freshman and sophomore year. So that was that was cool. You know, when, when I went in, all the buzz was uh, about Wyatt Cross. He was a catcher that came out of there. He was drafted, I believe, also by the Rockies. And um, so, you know, everyone talked about him, and uh, Gilbreth was already in college for a couple years at that point. Um, but then, you know, I played club also in that Broomfield, Westminster area of Colorado. And uh, for uh, one season, I played with the Thunder, which is uh, Thunder Academy over also in Broomfield. And that's who uh, Lucas Gilbreth trains with in the offseason. So uh, I was in Thunder uh, last offseason. I think I was just getting some hitting reps in. I, I'm a pitcher only now, but, uh, you know, I was getting hitting reps in. Um, that weekend because you know I was trying to make a push for two-way still might we'll see <laughs> but uh that weekend I was getting some some reps in and uh, I see Lucas Gilbert throwing a bullpen so naturally you just kind of watch the guy right so he he'd been cl- quickly climbing the ranks and um I was with a buddy of mine and you know he just started talking to him and we're like no oh, so what do you think for this season and he says you know I think I think you know I'm gonna try and make the 40 man so 
that he, he was successful. I mean, Gilbert is on the 40 man. He's at the alternate training site and he was called up this weekend. He didn't get in the game, um, but he, he's on the cusp, right? I mean, he's a lefty throwing mid nineties. I saw him during that bullpen. He was sitting 94 to 96. And you know, what's interesting about him is he set that goal, right? Of making the 40 man and he'd never pitched above a ball above high a specifically. He was at Lancaster um, so, I mean, his ERA is inflated because minor league numbers are inflated. So he was about 535 uh, over his entire minor league career. So, you know, I, I went back and looked at his numbers after that bullpen. I'm like, oh, man, well, well, we'll see. But, I mean, he's been he's been grinding. His stuff is great, and the Rockies have liked what they've seen out of him. Now, I, I've talked about the Rockies and how they've evaluated their prospects before. But, I mean, Gilbert is a legitimate candidate to be a major league pitcher very soon. So my hope here is that he's not rushed because I know Castellani was rushed a little bit. I don't think that panned out very well for him. And I think, I think they might rush some of their other guys too, but at the same time, you know, who, who knows? They have a lot of veteran arms on the team. They still have Chichi Gonzalez for whatever reason. And uh, Yuli Chassin also for whatever reason he's been, whatever, um, so, I mean, we'll see how he does. And, uh, and you know, that's that's exciting because as someone who went to Legacy High School, played we played under the same coaches, Coach uh, Ty Giordano um, down there. Very, very solid coach. Uh, one, of the, one of the better high school coaches, I think, in the state, in my opinion. So, I mean, considering that, it's really cool to have that connection. Um, like I said, I talked to him that one time. Um, good dude and definitely wish him all the best and uh, you know maybe we'll see him at some point this season obviously the Rockies are considering him as as close if he's a 27th man they pull him up for for games like this and maybe if there's an injury uh, or something I mean I don't I'm not hoping for an injury (laughs) I want to make that clear Uh, but you know if there's some roster shift something like that happens then we we might be able to see um, what he can do at the major league level but considering he's never pitched above high a ball it's going to be an interesting experience we'll see how how that goes but yeah um so that's all i have for you for this episode thank you for tuning in to 20th and blake um add me on twitter at kade c walker if you have any questions anything you want me to talk about on the show uh hit me up send me a dm tweet at me something like that kade c walker so thanks again for tuning in to 20th and blake presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, and I'll talk to you next time.